Hi, and welcome back to the Victim to Victor podcast. My name is Anu, and I am a writer, a mother, and an abusive relationship survivor. In my previous podcast, I have discussed my opinion on Eve teasing and that which exists in the Indian community and also in abusive controlling relationships. If you haven't listened to them already, you may find them useful. In this podcast, we will talk about the rape culture, its dire consequences, its possible causes and some practical remedies. Rape is the mere four-letter word but it has the capacity to send shivers down your spine. This word has more power to it than the blast of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. This word will terrorise you more than any horror movie ever can. If you are an avid newspaper reader or someone who keeps updated with the latest news, then you may be familiar with this term as such crimes appear in the headlines on a regular basis. Rape has become a part of our day-to-day vocabulary amongst women, amongst children as young as five, to senior citizens as old as 90. Thinking about a child who should spring in innocence and possess a free, joyful spirit who now has to worry about such harsh realities of life is terrible. Then think about the elderly. After leading a peaceful life, they now have to worry about this dreadful sin. No one is really safe from the clutches of a rapist. It is a rather heartbreaking fact that rape is just an umbrella term. Beyond this lies hundreds of subcategories ranging from marital rape to child sex abuse. It includes everything. Forcible sodomy is a more technical term used for anal or oral sex without permission. Others include incest and statutory rape, blitz sexual assault, contact sexual assault, home invasion sexual assault, Serial rape, substance facilitated rape, and the list goes on. Again, in this case, the perpetrator can be anybody, a stranger, or even somebody who you know personally. Unfortunately, in nearly 95% of the cases, these crimes are committed by their very own friends and can be committed in any fashion, anywhere, and by any number of perpetrators. Now let's look deeper and understand as to why it happens and what the possible reasons could be. There are many people in our society who continue to believe in the unorthodox standards of living and hence often blame and even believe that a woman's dressing style is the prime reason of rape, which they would declare as rather rather provocative. This seems to be an excuse because women who wear traditional dresses seem to catch the attention of a rapist also. And not to mention the unconscious woman lying on a hospital bed in a hospital gown. Yes, unfortunately, many women in hospital have fallen to prey to a heinous act of rape by even highly educated doctors and visitors. Rape exists as much amongst the poor, rural illiterates as it does in the rich, urban and the so-called elite population. It just comes down to the type of character the rapist is. Similar stereotypical ideals also tend to assert that the demeanour of women and the way that we walk or talk is at times seductive and hence it serves as a possible stimulation for rape. We all know that there are no grounds of such accusations because even a baby who has just become part of the world, who is yet to learn the conceived notions of society, who is yet to learn the basic fundamentals of 
talking and walking could also be sexually assaulted. In fact, the actual cause, I believe, is desensitisation of the notion of rape in society. In the Indian culture, the gravity of a crime like rape is often negated or dismissed by either overshadowing or justifying this malicious act and simply allowing the perpetrators to walk freely. Even in the case of marital rape, society tries to defend the act in the name of matrimonial rights of the husband or partner. Some husbands rape their wives several times and seek to validate it as a means of punishment or to put her in her place, or to simply vent out their frustrations. This is a clear violation of the monogamistic relationship because no matter what, consent is essential. This signifies the inhibitions that men carry and as a result they try to create a blanket of satisfaction by establishing a threshold of power over women. Now another issue I believe in the society is that we have too many normalised misogynistic practices which act as a foundation in creating corrupt ideologies in the mind of the male members of society. For example, sexist jokes that are circulated on social media, which paints the image of a woman as being slutty. So what is slutty? And why are the only women labelled as slutty and not men? According to Abraham Maslow, a well-renowned psychologist, sex is one of the basic needs required for thriving by both man and woman. Society has conceptualised men as sexual initiators and women as sexual gatekeepers, which is why it deemed acceptable for men to make advances at women, though not the other way around. Now, amongst the many victims who are subjected to rape are young teenage girls. And again, the perpetrators are most likely to be their fellow classmates or even their boyfriends for that matter. I would like to talk about the ever-rising culture of the cool boy image of boys, who see taking a girl's virginity as a victory. If she refuses to give in, the boys unleash the beast within and use aggression to rape her. This idea of treating women as objects definitely needs to be rectified. Now another thought which indicates that quite often the intention behind such crimes is power and not sex is that if it were just for sex, then why do the sexual um, workers who voluntarily offer sexual services as part of their work also suffer from the agony of rape? Now let's roll in some statistics. India ranked 133 out of... Um, 153 participating countries in a category of the Women, Peace and Security Index 2019 survey conducted by the Georgetown Institute for Women, Peace and Security in partnership with the National Geographic in 2019. Countries with much more stricter laws against women ranked much better than India did. As a matter of fact, according to a statistics report, one rape case was reported every 16 minutes in 2019. Now you see that glorious achievements like the successful completion of the Mars mission or the launch of India's first ever bullet train expresses 18 seems pointless if 48% of the population comprising of women are unsafe and the country is not able to serve the basic constitutional rights of justice and equality. Can you recall the devastating UNO rape case where a 17-year-old minor was brutally gang-raped in the month of June in Uttar Pradesh in India that left the country grieving its very own constitution for the lack of effective implementation of the promised laws? 
This case is not only the most apt example of how innocent lives get caught in the web of politics, but also how the entity of sexual scripts set in. The term sexual scripts is not newly introduced, but somehow its relevance provides us with another perspective as to the cause of rape. Classical sexual scripts are often popularised through television shows, popular films and pornography, which depicts the man making a sexual advance and the woman initially resisting, but then finally positively responding by falling in love with him or experiencing an orgasm. The implied message is that the men should persist beyond the woman's protest and women should say no even if they desire sex. Because unfortunately, according to the ancient traditions, the standards of society, a woman is not supposed to ask for it. For this reason, many men do not believe that a woman means no when she says no and continue to pressure the woman and ultimately coerce or force her into sex. Consent often becomes confused with submission. But again, this is no excuse as we no longer reside in 18th century. We are citizens of 21st century modern society where women can speak for themselves. If women can achieve gold medals in the Olympics, they can also rule the country and she can consent to sex herself. Other factors which have caused harm include the entertainment industry and Bollywood movies. Moving on, let's talk about the petrifying effects of crime as despicable as rape, the kind of physical, emotional and mental trauma that a rape survivor bears is incomprehensible. Most people live in a misconception that the worst physical trauma of rape includes bruises. Some people also tend to confuse the aftermath and implications of casual sex with rape. The aftermath of these two types of intercourses are poles apart. Now let's talk about mental trauma. Sleep disorders and nightmares can occur as a result of the impacts of trauma, where the victim struggles in falling or staying asleep, sleeping at unusual times of day or sleeping for longer or shorter than usual. A rape survivor also may wake up sweating. Many victims also tend to develop eating disorders as they start feeling a sense of derailment from their own body and grow conscious of their perceptions towards their body. One of the most common symptoms that the majority of survivors face is panic attacks. This is accompanied by intense fear and anxiety and a feeling of constantly being vigilant in order to protect oneself from falling prey to the vicious act again. Another extreme reaction is suicide. Although this is not an ideal way to deal with any situation, if we try to emphasise with the psyche of survivors, we will understand that they are made to go on a guilt trip as a society blames them with the idea that they somehow allowed themselves to be raped. Moreover, victim blaming by family members, friends and peers does not help with the case either, as a person feels completely helpless and feelings of self-pity start to arise which deeply impacts on one's self-esteem. The victim may feel lack of control over their own body, the irreparable damage that society thinks has been made to the soul of the survivor is also a big problem. They treat the person as impure and untouchable, which affects the survivor's morale. So all these cumulative factors may make the person feel that suicide is the best resort. Other sorts of damages include emotional injury, as in the person stops trusting anyone, 
constantly lives in fear and becomes vulnerable. Imagine the consequences anybody would face if your sexual consent had been stolen. The survivor usually goes through a turmoil of emotions ranging from anger to sadness. When verbal harassment or groping do occur in public areas, bystanders frequently look the other way rather than intervening, both to avoid a conflict and because they on some level blame the victim. But this needs to be stopped and people need to start acting as responsible citizens and report such atrocious crimes. It really is about time boys are no longer brought up to be sexually aggressive, dominant and conquering as a way of affirming their masculinity. They must be taught to respect women. In fact, more female officers need to be deployed in the law enforcement so that such cases are not thrown under the carpet, but rather to ensure that the road to justice is fast-tracked. Speaking of the law, I would also like to express my opinion about capital punishment for rape. Well, I strongly agree. Many people argue that death punishment or lifelong imprisonment is an easy way out. A call to the women out there, stand for, and with your own community, just don't throw them under the bus because solidarity is what we need to put this crime to bed. I would just end on the note that, as we are in the 21st century, we must recognise its true calling and start creating a progressive sanctity of living rather than a repressive one. Also, if I had a superpower, I would have probably used them to end this at- these atrocities against women. Who knows, maybe we all have superpowers, we just need to use them, ladies. As this episode comes to an end, do not forget to read my book, Victim to Victor, in which I've shared my journey of healing through travel, self-help and a determination to cast off my damaging past. It is my humble attempt to reach out to fellow survivors of abuse and to impact the lives of those who feel helpless. I'm sure it will help others to find themselves just as I did. I also have a 12-week self-development plan which is free and aims to guide you to find your higher self and I will add the link in the description below. Please like the podcast and tag somebody or share it with somebody who you know is going through a similar situation or who needs help. I will be back with another podcast soon. Until then, take care and stay empowered, ladies.